Good evening. And thank you for watching as always. And uh, if this is your first time watching, thank you as well. If you're watching this later, um, intentionally or by accident, um, thank you. And uh, as always, I like to take just a minute at the beginning as people are logging on and uh, just say that I hope you've had a, a wonderful day, uh, that you've been able to enjoy these slightly warmer uh, weather and uh, temperatures and uh, things are pretty wet out there but it's better than frozen that is for sure and um, over the last week we have been looking at Gideon and we've looked at how Gideon had a fear problem we've looked at how Gideon had a doubt problem we've looked at how um, God repeatedly showed himself to Gideon. Uh, we've looked at what it means to stand as a parent for faith. And we've looked at last night how God produces results. That God won the victory in the battle by a crazy, crazy way. But tonight I want to show you two things that I think all of us can relate to. And two things that we can avoid going forward and the first is this it is quitting too soon and dealing with people who like to show up when the work is done and uh, I want to just read this to you starting in verse 24 after Israel has won this battle the enemy is on the run listen to what Gideon does and Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against Midian and take the waters before them, as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were summoned, and they took the waters as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. And they captured the two leaders of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, and they killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb. And they killed Zerub at the winepress of Zeb while they pursued Midian, and they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon from across the Jordan. You say, Jake, what do you mean that he quit too early? You see, God never told Gideon to bring reinforcements. God told Gideon to go to battle with 300 men. But when Gideon started to see victory, he did what many other people did and many of us do, he relied on human wisdom. He had drove the Midianites into an area where the hill country people could come down and surround them and help him defeat them. But God has, throughout this whole story, been telling Gideon, you don't need a bunch of soldiers. You just need me. You don't need worldly wisdom. You just need me. And tonight, if you're honest, and if I'm honest, there have been times in our life when we know what God wants us to do, but yet we sometimes don't have the courage to do it. We fall back on human wisdom. We fall back on human logic. And what happens is we open ourselves up 
to criticism that God never intended for us to deal with. I don't believe there's anybody on this planet that likes to be criticized. They don't like their marriage criticized, how they're doing their job criticized, how, how church is going. No one likes that. But there is times of correction in church, in your marriage, as your family, at work. But tonight I want you to know that there is no reason to bring undue criticism into your life. And so God never tells Gideon to bring in these other people. Gideon brings in these other people after the battle's already won. They just cleaned up the leftovers. And listen to what happens in verse 1. Then the men of Ephraim, who Gideon wanted, said to him, What is this thing you have done to us, not calling us when you went to fight against Midian? And they contended with him vigorously. That means they argued, they debated, they were angry with, they opposed Gideon. And how many times does that happen? I'll just use church for an example. Someone who never comes to a business meeting doesn't like how the church spends its money. Someone who never volunteers doesn't like the way Vacation Bible School is run. Someone who refuses to work in the nursery doesn't like the fact that we don't have enough people to care for little babies. Maybe you've seen it at work. Someone who doesn't do their own job but loves to tell you how to do yours. Jesus talked about this when he said, first remove the plank from your own eye, then you can remove the speck from your brother's eye. You see, God never intended for Ephraim to be involved in this battle. God said, I'm going to get the credit. I'm going to get the glory. We're going to excuse me, win this war with 300 people. But yet Gideon, when he started to think worldly, thought we need some more men to surround them, to encamp them, to finish up this war that God has won. But yet God never said that. And friends, not everyone who comes into your life is a blessing. Not everyone who comes into your church is a blessing. Not everyone who claims to be your friend is a blessing. Many of them are there for one reason and one reason only, to criticize and undermine what God is trying to do in your life. People are either a blessing or a lesson. And what God says is, if he tells you to march this direction in this way, with these orders, don't bring in other things that Satan will use to undermine what God is doing in your life. I don't know how many times as a pastor, um, the Lord will be working and moving in the church and, and things will be going well and somebody will come in with a fancy degree or, or um, lots of money and and be like, well, I feel the church should be like this, or I think that we should do this. And, and they no more have the Spirit of God in them than a telephone pole, but yet because of earthly wisdom, they think they're the expert. 
If you've ever worked at a place of employment for very long at all, you've probably seen them hire a new person and that new person come in and be like, well, I think we ought to do this and I, I'm the expert at this job. And you're like, you young whippersnapper, just shut up <laughs> and do your job. Maybe you've seen it in your own family. Maybe you've been dealing with relationships in your family with marriage or in-laws or a daughter-in-law for many, many years and a new family member comes in and just really throws everything off because they feel they're the expert. And so tonight I want to challenge you to be where God wants you to be and be on guard by bringing in or allowing these individuals who can contribute contributed nothing other than being a problem. And I tell you, this is so true in life, whether it's in family, whether it's at work, and whether it's church. It's called armchair quarterbacking. <laughs> it's like that person who sits at home and watches a football game or a basketball game and says, I would have done it differently. It's like someone who goes to a sporting event and coaches continually from the stands and says, well, I wouldn't have done that or I'd have done it different. What these individuals didn't realize was God had won a great victory and all they were worried about was they weren't invited to the party. They weren't the center of attention. And friends, you do what God has told you to do the way that God tells you to do it and watch what God can do. Be careful about bringing in those influences in your life that have nothing but a draining mentality. As a kid, I can remember, um, and even as an adult sometimes, um, sometimes an old person would walk up to you and they would put their hand on your head like this and then they would start going like this and they would say, do you know what that is? And you would say, well, no. And they would say, that is a brain eater and it is starving. <laughs> I don't know how many times I heard that as a kid. And it's this idea that it's going to eat your brains, but you have none. And, and friends, there are many people who will try to come into your life, who Satan will try to bring into your life, that will do nothing but drain you of your time, your talent, your emotions, and everything that you have and there comes a time and place in your life when you have to say, the battle I'm fighting, the mission that I'm on, the path that I'm walking is where God wants me to be. And he has who he wants me to have on that. And you cannot follow and be focused on other things. And so tonight I pray that the Lord will be the one that you're walking with, talking with, that you're seeking after and that you're always on guard for those people that Satan is trying to bring into your lives that want to do nothing but take your attention and drain you of the energy that God has given you. And remember, Jesus is always there to call for you to call on. He's always there for you to lean on. He's always there for you to bear those burdens that you carry. And so friends, trust him, trust him, Trust Him and know that His way always produces the best results and the best victories. And so I pray that you'll able 
to get out and go to worship this Sunday if you're able. And as always, I am praying for you. And if I can do anything for you at all, please let me know. And I pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I see that my nephew, Kale, is watching. And so I want to say hello to him. And I hope that he enjoys that. And so may God richly bless you in Jesus' name.